0: Radio. Talk Radio. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone! And on this special day in New York, people are getting ready for the 96th Thanksgiving Day Parade. And for this time of year in New York, they are enjoying 40 degree weather. This is your host, Laura Marie. And while many of you are avoiding the 40 degree weather and watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade with the comforts of your own home, today's spectacular parade is gonna have 16 giant balloons, 28 floats, 12 marching bands from all around the country. They say they are the finest. And 10 performance groups. And there's a whole host of musical talent. And it all wouldn't be possible without those wonderful volunteers. There are 5,000 of them to help support this event. And this will be followed by a day of football, family and friends. And if you are alone today, Remember, you are never alone. God is always with you. Talk on the street. We can't celebrate Columbus Day anymore because of liberals, and now they want to cancel Thanksgiving. Here's a headline from the LA Times, and I quote, In the romance of Thanksgiving, as a great Piqua scholar argued two centuries ago, Thanksgiving may well survive for centuries, but as the three thinking of Columbus Day and the public's broader understanding of slavery and American history through educational programs like the 1619 Project have shown it is not too late to make progress. Rather than see this holiday as an opportunity to gorge on a meal and dwell on naive fantasies about a period of accord. It could become an opportunity to retell the history of the United States, putting indigenous experiences at the center instead of the periphery. And then we have Joy Reid. She's calling Thanksgiving a simplistic fairy tale. Take a listen, if you can stomach it. (laughs) But it's also important to unpack the myth of Thanksgiving. It is a holiday riddled with historical inaccuracies, built on this myth that the indigenous welcomed their colonizers with open arms and ears of corn, a simplistic fairy tale interpretation of a 1621 encounter between indigenous tribes and English settlers that erases the genocide that followed. It's the truth Republicans want banned from our textbooks, because here's the secret they want so desperately to keep. We are a country founded on violence. Our birth was violent. In 1619, a ship with more than 20 enslaved Africans landed in Virginia, ushering in two centuries of American slavery that left millions in chains or dead. Does she really think that black Americans are that stupid? She acts like black folks don't know history. And many are my friends across the country are gnawing on chicken and turkey, ham, mashed potatoes, and dressing And whatever else your family traditions are on this Thanksgiving Day, because all of us as Americans, we understand history. And no one is celebrating what took place in that time period. We're all thankful where we've come as a nation. We all celebrate the good, the bad, and the ugly, because that is a part of the American experiment, it's part of our history. It's so disingenuous of Joy (laughs) Reid and I bet she's celebrating Thanksgiving. You know, I want to add what Joy Reid said was a lie. The first lie she said on this topic, because she lies all the time, was somehow in the schools they're teaching the other version. (laughs) I guarantee most kids, the story they're being taught is the Joy Reid story, her version about Thanksgiving. I mean, it's really important to understand something. The Marxist said to destroy people, you must first sever them from their roots. And this is what this is all about. She has a false history of what really truly happened on Thanksgiving. The story of the first Thanksgiving, as we all know, was a story of survival and faithfulness. Because half of the pilgrims died on their way over and many more starved to death in that first year. So that first harvest was a time of thanking our Lord for survival. And because this holiday is about God and thanking God. And we also know this is why George Washington was the first to proclaim it as a day. I think it's the bad part that really bothers these liberal loons. I mean, can you imagine waking up that miserable every day, (laughs) creating a brand and getting rich off of it? Joy Reid is in her, she's one of the elite. She has a huge platform, and she's the one complaining about a day giving thanks, while everyday Americans are feeling the inflation, and yet they're still out giving, giving thanks for what we have. And most won't be taken in by her rhetoric, thank you God, But cancel culture is taking aim at our holidays. What some don't realize is the actual immigrants who come here legally are stunned that we actually have a day (laughs) that Americans in America, that we take off and give thanks to God that it's an actual holiday. People don't have to go to work. You know, most don't realize what immigrants think about our ways, our culture. And one of those is Enos Cantor Freedom. And if you don't know who he is, he's a pretty amazing guy who absolutely loves this country, who's been in China, who's been in other countries. And he says this is the greatest country on earth. And it's because of capitalism, not because of socialism, that these liberal communists in office with their propaganda media, telling people how to think and feel are trying to change our way of life. So while Ernest Cantor Freedom is enjoying his first Thanksgiving as an American, he is a professional basketball player who was born in Switzerland to Turkish parents, and he knows all about communism and socialism. He also knows about China and the consequences of him speaking out and exposing the NBA's relationship with China, and has been very critical and some say blackballed by the NBA for his criticism of China and their affiliation with the NBA. At least he has the courage to speak out. And recently he received the most valuable Patriot Award at the fourth annual Fox Nations event in Florida. And for that, I'd like to share with you his thoughts on his first Thanksgiving. I came to America for the first time. I'm so excited, but at the same time I'm so nervous because I just didn't know what to expect. And I remember, you know, you know, talking to uh, some of my friend, teammates, they invited me to a, a dinner, actually it was a Thanksgiving dinner, and I immediately, immediately said no, because I was so scared, I just didn't know what to expect. But then I remember the promise that I gave to my mom, I was like, you know what, I'm going to you know, give it a shot. I started to realize how beautiful these people are. That was part of his speech when he accepted the award when he brought up Thanksgiving. But I do want to share what he has said recently about Thanksgiving as an American. You know, I remember for the first, my first Thanksgiving dinner, it was so nice and warm. I remember you know, I was sitting down with my teammates and with their families, and we were going around the table and we were, you know, telling about what we are thankful for. But it was for me, it was first time that I came to America. I was just like, you know, I was obviously thankful for my family, thankful, thankful for, for my health. And now I'm thinking, today, when we go around the table, I know exactly what I'm thankful for. The oh, freedom wow. we have. So I'm, like, I'm super excited. Like, I'm, <laughs> like it, I'm so pumped, yeah. These are the kind of people that we want to be in our country, that enjoy our freedoms and fight for our freedoms and our way of life, that we want to become legal, and I say legal, <laughs> citizens, instead of coming here for free stuff and on false pretenses, carrying their country's flags to our country, demanding us to give them things. Now with that, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about Arizona, who is now giving illegals in-state college tuition. We're gonna talk about the... New World War on the West, which is pretty much what we were just talking about, the cancel culture and a few other hot topics. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is your host, Laura Marie. And Talk on the Street is the New World War on the West, Weapons of Mass Distraction. (laughs) The media has bombarded us as it intensifies. Just a few days ago, in Poland, they announced that it had been hit by two Russian missiles. The big media spread the news and the alarms went off. And Moscow announced that it was a fake, but nobody listened to it. Finally, NATO admits that the accident was caused by Ukrainian missiles. (laughs) But that's it. Another weapon of mass distraction is the news given by the British newspaper mirror, Russian philosopher Alexander Dugan. He asked to overthrow and kill President Putin. Really? The big media spread the news on a global scale. Then Dugan's denial arrived, but was essentially ignored. Talk on the street is that our media stands out in the media war. (laughs) which, while spreading this, I'll say, colossal fake news, and others of the same kind, hides important news, from what I understand, from official sources, such as the number of weapons of ammunition that NATO and the EU supply to Ukraine is such as it is to make it necessary to reconstruct stocks at a huge cost in public money right? The same technique is used in reports of international events, such as GTO meetings between Biden and President Xi. You know, we limit ourselves to reporting Biden's words that the meeting with Xi was open and sincere, but we hide the fact that in 2022, National Defense Strategy, the United States, declared it was ready to prevail in a conflict, prioritizing the challenge of China in the indo Pacific region. Remember that? Then the challenge of Russia in Europe. This is just all crazy talk. I mean, from the greatest U.S. strategic document emerges that the picture of a world that is approaching the abyss of nuclear war, (laughs) driven by an increasing minority, West, willing to do anything in order not to lose the dominant role it has exercised for centuries. All this, however, is hidden under the cloak of media. Silence. And then we have Iran. Iran is talking so much smack (laughs) and calling Biden names like idiot, stupid, moron. It's just crazy. And not that he's calling him those names, but just that they've been bending over backwards, giving Iran everything. Same with Xi in China. And I don't know if you guys heard, Iran's going to be in full force using Their nuclear weapons, they said in 2027, right? And then China came out last week and said they were going to definitely invade Taiwan and conquer America in 2027. To me, that was like red flags. 2027, what are those two collaborating against us for? And I'm sure Putin is in there too. We all know they're working together. And they planted Biden in there so they can have a weak leader to do all their dirty deeds around the world. We all know this. And while China is coming in behind closed doors, buying up so much of our land and BlackRock, I've mentioned it before, watch out for BlackRock. They are the front company that we see these Kumbaya commercials. They're bad news and they're buying up land all over the country. We already know China has police stations in several states in our country. That's a big no-no. But Biden, I don't think anybody's telling him (laughs) about his approval ratings, how low they are. I don't think people are actually telling him how others are making fun of him and talking so much smack. Everybody I know calls Biden the same things Iran is. (laughs) I don't hear anything good about this administration ever. Do you? So basically, I believe, and I'm sure many of you do as well, that Biden is just being kept in the dark. So who's running our country? Is this Obama's third term? I personally do feel that that is true. And I think he's using Rice, Susan Rice, and Kamala Harris. I believe he's telling those two what to do. And while we have all these distractions on the media, with these mass shootings, all these deaths, whatever they can come up with story-wise, what are they doing behind the scenes? I know Obama, I know that Biden just gave Ukraine another three, $400 million in military equipment just in the last couple of days, another billion dollars for COVID relief, the same disease that he says is done and over with. He's just giving out money as much as he can all over the place in odd places. And we've talked before, the COVID relief money that is still put aside, however, not being used yet, that hasn't gone towards our inflation quite yet, is being used to pay for illegals to attend college. Like I mentioned before we went on break, Arizona is now using our money to pay for illegals to go to school. This great reset they keep talking about, they're going to give illegals our lives. I'm telling you, we talked about the foreclosure market and how we've been giving them money and jobs and lowering the criteria to become a doctor, a nurse, a teacher, and they're going to replace Americans' jobs, the people who didn't get the vaccine and got fired from their jobs. And I keep hearing the news media, I don't understand why they're not doing that. There's going to be a lawsuit. And I keep telling the TV <laughs> you guys probably do the same thing because they're giving illegals our jobs. That they're buying time to be able to give these people an education with our money, with the COVID relief money. We are paying for all of this. We are paying for our own demise. The great reset, replacing Americans, hard-working Americans, with our lifestyles, these for illegals. I'll never forget. When Kamala Harris got so excited after they stole the election and she was jumping up and down, not literally, but figuratively, <laughs> saying that the United States is at 53% white. We were, before Obama, 77% white, predominantly white country Americans, and we only let allowed so many illegals to become legal citizens in our country a year. And Obama reduced, or I'm sorry, he increased it to a million. I believe it was Obama. Don't quote me on that one. Just going off memory on that one. Laura Logan had reported that the globalists want to allow 100 million people, illegals, into our country. We are already approaching 35 million and climbing. And once Title 42 goes away, because of a D.C., corrupt D.C. judge, federal judge, to remove it, though Biden just got another billion dollars for COVID relief. Which one is it? You can't have it both ways. And I'm not sure about you, but I've been noticing a lot of stores, convenience stores, grocery stores, are starting to take down the plastic dividers between the salespeople or the employees and us. I've been noticing it quite a bit lately. When will it stop? So moving on, Joe Manchin, he may be doomed, gets major GOP challenger for West Virginia Senate seat while the country waits for bated breath on Tuesday ahead of the possibility that former Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, could announce his plans for 2024. We were all on the edge of his seats, but we all knew he was going to affirm that he's going to be running for president. You know, one Republican lawmaker isn't wasting any time announcing his intentions. So that's good news. Though Joe Manchin has saved us quite a bit from the liberal loons, what he did last year, or this year, I'm sorry, caving to this inflation reduction bill by Schumer, who I cannot unsee wearing a Nazi uniform. Republican from West Virginia, he's Representative Alex Mooney. He's a Hispanic American and a member of the House Freedom Caucus, laid it out on the line on Tuesday, confirming that he'll spend the next two years attempting to unseat Joe Manchin. I think that's great news. Mooney said in an interview with Metro News Talkline, I quote, It's been talked about a lot, but I'm going to announce. I'm announcing it right now that I'm running for the U.S. Senate. That's great. So Mooney added a subtle criticism of Manchin's representation of the Mountain State, saying, and I quote, West Virginia values are at risk in this country. We're bankrupting America. I want to be a part of the solution there. I don't know how this guy can't win. And just like December We need to pray that Herschel Walker wins in Georgia. You know, they didn't have a runoff because it didn't get to 50%. Whatever happened in Nevada? We talked about this before. Neither one of them got 50% in Nevada. Why isn't there a runoff there? Because the globalists rigged the elections? That would be yes. Just like Carrie Lake in Arizona, that woman is fighting tooth and nail. She won hands down. It's so obvious. All of the proof, all the information that they have on how they mess with the machines, knowing Republicans were going to go and vote on election day. No ink. Breaking down. They weren't even certified. Kerry Leake has a very good case. And whistleblowers are coming forward, left and right. One of them has a smoking gun. But what's going to happen on Tuesday? They have to certify the election by then, I believe. And when you have Katie Hobbs involved she's all over the place saying she won the election, that Carrie Lake is just a sore loser. And you know, let's just say hypothetical that this goes through and Katie Hobbs wins. Wouldn't that be epic if Carrie Lake runs for Senate and takes Kristen Sinema's place? <laughs> that would be great. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to reach me, I'd love to hear from you at talkonthestreet.net because remember, I'm our voice, the people's voice. We the people. God bless you. God bless America. You're listening to Talk on the Street with Laura Marie.